Podcast, episode number 110. This is Greg Duncan. This and is this Paul is Mickey Doucet. Ah, Paul. And this is Mickey Doucet. <laughs> oh, it is Greg, Mickey, Paul. <laughs> well, you know what? We're leaving that in because, you know, we are, as I've been telling everybody here, we're a very organic and natural. It's as if you are listening to us live. Absolutely. So, That's awesome. We just have to have you both on the show. You you guys have to be on the show more often. That way we'll get this back into that general groove. No worries. We'll get there. So lead <laughs> us down the path, Greg. <laughs> well, um, I'm here at Build. I'm here at Build. I'm at Build. I'm actually looking out my hotel window at M- Moscone West. Uh, got a great room. Got a great room. Park Central. You guys ever stay there? I have not. Yeah, it's it's nice up on like on the 29th floor. So I got this awesome view. Um, and the hotel Wi-Fi and internet seem to be working pretty good, too. So that's like a big bonus. But uh, enough of me. Build. What did you guys think about first uh, yesterday's announcements? I am still getting caught up on all the announcements, but there have been some really cool stuff going on for people that are interested in developers and de- DevOps and ALM and all that kind of stuff. I'm very excited with some of the direction that Microsoft is headed. Paul? Yeah, yeah, no, I'd say the same thing. I, I, the big things I'm excited about is the, uh, uh, the TFS Update 2, obviously, Visual Studio Update 2, and the preview of VS15. Um, those are the ones that I really, I mean, obviously, the Xamarin's a big deal and all this other stuff that, I mean, there's a ton of announcements. But the ones that really got me were the updates and, and the uh, VS15 preview. Now, what I'm excited about with the VS15 preview, and I have not, I have not downloaded and installed it yet because, you know, I do have a day job. But is I've heard that the installer is supposed to be so much more lightweight and fast and just supposed to make the experience that much better. So I'll be interested to try that and see if it really is. Because if you've installed Visual Studio in the past, it's gotten better, but it still can be uh, a time sink to get Visual Studio installed. Let me, I I went to the session uh, on that one and and let me, uh, let's circle back to that. But first, I want I want to talk about uh, the feel on the floor here from people at Build about yesterday's announcements. Primarily, they were underwhelmed. There was not yesterday's announcements at the keynote. Uh, I mean, they didn't talk. You know, the VS fifteen came out yesterday. TFS twenty fifteen update dude came out yesterday. Neither one of those were were mentioned at all during the keynote. They did talk about uh, VS twenty fifteen update two. RTMing that was on one slide and that was talked about once, but but all the other things you know there was such an um, high expectation set for what was going to be now some magical mind blowing Windows ten news and that really you know bash on <laughs> Windows ten that's that's cool but we've had uh, I had to go through back through my notes the subsystems for Unix applications SUA has been available for like a decade. So uh, having subsystems. <laughs> yes, okay. but if you, if you read like Mary Jo Foley's blog, she's uh-huh. talking about how this is just – this is toward that next step toward having Linux running on top of Windows. Yeah, but this is still – it's only user mode applications and it's really only the command line. I mean having a, a, a fully supported system, subsystem is great and the Unix subsystem – uh, actually, you had services you could run NFS on it, and, and uh, um, so let's go back. Let's that. go back a second, Greg. Right. What did, what exactly okay. did they announce yesterday concerning the the the, the Linux and Unix on on Windows? <laughs> Basically, that it's and they're not calling it Linux on Windows as much as 
Bash running on Windows 10. That was the big thing. Is it's you get Bash and it's a full, su- fully supported um, subsystem uh, using uh, Ubuntu's Linux distribution. But even then, there is no. It's only user mode stuff. So you're not running um, a web server. Right, that, that's right, right. just not it. It's really is highly targeted for um, developers and administrators who want to use Bash. So, or some so essentially, I get a, a a Unix command prompt. Exactly, is wow. what I get. So if I want to use Unix <laughs> commands to navigate myself around instead of PowerShell or or just a regular CMDB a CMD right. prompt, I can do that. Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, and you can then use um, the app get to uh, download and get other binaries that will work uh, like Emacs, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that was like, okay, that's kind of cool. The coolest thing on it, especially actually for us is, and for developers is because this is a true uh, Linux subsystem, you get um, max path beyond max path support. You can deal with long file names and long file paths. Yeah, because you know, yeah. dealing with that in the command shell and PowerShell is a pain in the butt. Yes. So this will make it so much easier. Okay. So answer me this: Why wasn't the updates really talked about? Do you think, Greg? I mean, uh, those are big news, really. I mean, I, I think they're big news in terms of you know uh, RMs going web based, um, deleting work items, uh, you, you know, all, all this, all this other stuff that you know you have available now in uh, VSTS and TFS. And uh, I'm just curious why they wouldn't have maybe pushed it. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't talked about yesterday. It wasn't talked about today. So uh, part of it, it's always been, they've never, you know, TFS has always been uh, the redheaded stepchild for build. And that's because it's what's been primarily put on by the Windows division, not dev div. So they always focus it towards whatever new Windows stuff is out and, um, those experiences and now Azure, you know, it's half Azure, half Windows. That makes sense. And maybe they, yeah, and maybe they just, they just didn't have enough time, really. Yesterday's keynote was two and a half hours. Today's was two hours and 45 minutes, and they were fairly well packed and well orchestrated. I got to tell you, though, uh, uh, from here at Build, this is probably one of the best organized and orchestrated builds I've been to. Uh, there was a snafu getting our badges like on um, Tuesday registration. Long lines. That was kind of a jug. Yeah, I heard uh, that on Twitter or read it on Twitter. I should say. <laughs> yeah, that was that was ugly. But um, beyond that, they've they've got two venues: the Moscone Center and the uh, Marquis Marriott. They're having sessions in both of those, so you're constantly kind of walking back between those. Um, but there's a and there's a lot of repeat sessions, which is also nice. So the ones that are always packed, like introduction to ASP.NET Core or ASP.NET Core 1.0, uh, which was standing room only day one, they're repeating that five other times throughout the three days of build. Wow! Oh, wow! Uh, yeah, so let me... they're not the meals. They're, they're hardly even trying. There is no breakfast and lunch. They basically have these on trays it's kind of like at the summit remember how they did lunches at the summit where they just had basically bring the food out into the middle of the walkways and you could pick up a plate and walk around and eat it that's the way they've got it set up there's no formal dining area or anything i'm actually fine with that because meals previously always sucked so i'd rather have them do that and and you know walk across the street to super duper burger 
<laughs> so let me ask you, I know they didn't give away hardware this year. So what did they give you for attending this year? <laughs> a, a little card that has an Azure ID and password that gives us a, access to full Azure for a, a certain period of time here. And then they're going to tear it down. No credit card needed for this. Like unlimited minutes? Uh, yes, but it's only for a number of days. I, I I'm not sure how long, but they're going to tear it down like next week. So. Are you guys doing anything with Azure? We are not um, yet. I, I was actually one of the stories I've been telling people because I'm actually sociable and talking to people. It's very amazing. It's funny what a couple of beers would do for me. But um, they, uh, my company just it, it kind of slipped out during one meeting. Oh, when we go to Office 365, yada, yada, yada. And I, like, I, had to, I stopped him there. Well, what do you mean? Office 365. I'm in the litigation services um, area. So – Anything cloud has always been, there's no way we'll ever do it. They mentioned we're going to 365 and I said, Office 365, not Office 2016, but Office 365. Yeah, Office 365. And I'm going, you, you mean the one that's in the cloud? Yes, Greg, Office 365 in the cloud. The one that's not here in the building. They're all, yes, Greg, Office 365. Like, <laughs> wow. And we're actually weeks away from that. So the fact that we're going to put all of our email and SharePoint and everything in the cloud just blew my mind and it's opened it up for I'm going to, I'm starting to think about Office 365 development now and building the, the cool HTML JavaScript based Office add-ins that are available and that are cross-platform and now Azure Azure is actually it's an option now so right, awesome. right, right, right. what about you guys oh I'm knee deep in Azure I'm knee deep in ARM templates um yeah that's that's really I, I'm doing a lot of RM um, I'm doing a lot of DevOps, but deploying to Azure. So in the process, they have the new ARM, Azure Resource Manager stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the old version was what they call classic or Azure um, Service Management, which is ASM. Um, the ARM stuff's really nice. I mean, it's really easy to work with. It's JSON. It's, um, you know, you just give the, you know, call the JSON template with a, with a PowerShell script and, and away you go, you deploy your infrastructure. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it's really cool. I, I've learned a ton about it. Uh, but yeah, but it's all tied into the whole grand scheme of we're going to deploy our code and our infrastructure, you know, and, and we're going to do it through RM. And by the way, we're going to deploy to Azure. So it's really cool. And of course, we're knee, we're knee deep in Azure, both from the developer side and from the IT pro side. So we're doing a lot with OMS. We're doing a lot with 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 infrastructures of service as well. But we we've made a huge investment and push to become all things Azure this year to our clients, and that's 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 starting to pay off because what we've seen is that this is the year that I think that Azure is really going to see an uptick in use in organizations. Past couple of years, they've been kind of playing around with it, toying with it. I see this year with that with Azure Backup and Recovery, um, Storage Source Simple, things like that. I think it's really going to take off. Yeah, I just read something uh, <clears throat> in passing. I think it was a Twitter feed or something I read in passing that seventy percent of the Fortune five hundred companies have their have stuff on Azure. Yeah, that was announced uh, part of today's announcement, and, and I have a little. Uh, yeah, I need them to define what they mean by stuff on Azure. Yeah, but, that's what uh, that's what would be interesting. <laughs> but it's just interesting that companies like that are are thinking cloud, you know, um, because a lot of big companies I've worked with, the one I work with now, heavily regulated. And for them to go to cloud, I was amazed. And they're going to VSTS next. I was like, oh, my Lord, this is uh, great. I, yeah, it it's it's becoming real. It's It's interesting. It's definitely going to be an interesting year. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I wanted to circle back. So, yeah, day one, keynote, blah, 
uh, the, uh, off the Xbox dev mode is pretty awesome. I think that's pretty cool. But uh, are you going to build an Xbox game for us, Greg? No, no. And they're actually being very clear on that one. Is if you're building a game, you don't want to do it with the Universal Windows app. That that's just <laughs> the wrong way to to do that. But um, I am working on it, and I and I made a commitment to my team that. If they do open up Xbox and if they do give away Xamarin for free, I'm going to create our own little buzzword bingo game because for our scrum meetings, because our scrum master is somewhat rabid on the subject. So we need something to kind of break the tension. Gotcha. So I'm going to write a cross-platform, uh, you know, multiplayer buzzword bingo game so while we're there on our iphones and android tablets and our pcs and stuff we can all play and not uh <laughs> hunt down and kill our scrum master yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh so xamarin free xamarin now i i i'll be completely upfront and honest with our listeners i have not actually used xamarin but i do know what it is and i think the fact that, that it's going to be given away for free is a master stroke as far as Microsoft is concerned. Because essentially, that's going to allow people that are used to being able to develop in C-sharp and .NET to be able to build on iOS and Android and you know never have to leave Visual Studio, be able to use the tools that they're comfortable using, and there's no longer a cost associated with it. Because the big hang-up that a lot of people had with Xamarin was it was a major cost on top of what you were already paying for Visual Studio and MSDN. So I think this is a master stroke by Microsoft to give it away for free. So I got a question about that. I, I haven't read much about it. I've been, been in meetings almost all day, so I haven't really had time to really focus on it. But when they say give it away for free, at what level are you giving it away for free? Is it in the all enterprise? It. Is it community? All or? of it. Community. All of it. Any version of Visual up. Studio. Wow. So Visual Studio Enterprise people get more. With the Xamarin, uh, they get the Mac Studio. They get the um, uh, what else was it that they got? We'll have the show actually links in the show notes. Um, cool. And there was an official one today from the Xamarin blog. Uh, oh, one of the other things cool th that that's happening is they're opening they're open sourcing the runtime so it'll be available like for free on every platform. And and the other thing that I got excited about was Mono. Do you, do you remember the original yeah. Mono? Yeah, sure do. Uh, that is now available. They're relicensing it and re-releasing it as an MIT license, and it's going to the .NET Foundation. Wow. Okay. Microsoft has done. Patent promise on it, so even if you got if you uh, uh, grab it and, and build with it, they're promising that any patents in it are uh, are uh, not going to be litigated. And uh, the, there was a number of extensions, uh, proprietary extensions that Xamarin did. Those are going into the open source version as well. Very so. cool. That's great, man. I, I've always wanted to work with Xamarin, you know, and I, and I remember as an MVP, we got a we got a license of it per year for free um, if you requested it. And I remember getting involved with it a little bit, and then uh, and then I kind of never had time for it, and my my I shifted to the DevOps space, and so I really never got a chance to play with it. So I'm going to have to try and dive back in now and see what it's all about. So I promised we were, we were going to circle around and talk about that Visual Studio 15 setup experience. Yes, I I went and saw the session yesterday, and uh, they she actually Amanda Silver uh, uh, demoed started up the install of Visual Studio 15 at the demo. And she's kind of joking about that. It's like, you've never seen Visual Studio installed during a demo because it 
takes longer than the whole session yeah. would take. How true. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so she's like, uh, with the new experience, if you just want the minimal, uh, what should you call it, package or experience, developer experience, um, uh, she's saying it was an average of 180 seconds, literally minutes to install Jeez. the base IDE. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And we saw it happen at work. And now here's the important thing, uh, Paul, for you and uh, Mickey, who we ha- who we've lost due to weather or <laughs> lost from the call due to weather. And uh, um, you listeners out there, there are two packages for the Visual Studio 15 preview. There is the full traditional one, and there there is the one with the new install experience. You want the one with the new install experience. And the only difference between them is the time that it takes to install. That, well, and the new install experience, they've customized it. Uh, it is definitely not your Visual Studio, your dad's Visual Studio installer. There are a series of audiences or um, development purposes that they've grouped the features into. You, you install this thing, right now there's like... Uh, uh, six areas. Are you, uh, do you want the basic IDE? Are you a game developer? Are you a web developer? Are you doing Unity games? Uh, uh, so it's kind of like roles, job roles, job purposes that you're going to do. And that's what you check to install. You don't go through and say, oh, I want C Sharp and I want Office install and, and, and that kind of thing. You're basically installing it for what you want to do. And they're going to be adding to those different roles, lighting them up uh, in the coming months. Okay, cool. Because cool. I'm thinking of things like SQL Server data tools and those types of things that may not be fall into the web developer or the regular developer, but they still are development tools, how those would get installed. So maybe they'll have that coming down the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and if you still want to play, you, you can st- do the full traditional install. Sure, sure. But, uh, you know, if you've got a couple hours to kill. Yeah, uh, <laughs> about it. About and it. Yeah, and there it's going to be side by side. Uh, oh, great. I don't remember her getting a uac prompt to install it they are they're not gacked when you do the new installer experience okay uh it's not touching any like the system resources so i right. think they're doing like you know local app data kind of user-centric installs which is also very nice Excellent. um so what else <laughs> we got a what ton of news we got a ton of news here greg and so i'm yeah. just going to jump in and start talking about a little bit that interested me and one of them was that that i found the day it came out um or the day after and in fact i wrote a blog post on it the sample data widget i demo <laughs> a lot you know i mean i speak at probably 15 code camps a year and probably do one or two speak talks a year you know at each camp you know so i demo and i talk about visual studio and alm and all this stuff a lot and to have data other than the Brian Keller image, because I'm relying more and more on VSTS. So I have to build out my data. So I have like a music library project that I'm working on and how you can create a web-based music player library management system. And, and I use those work items and stuff. But this is really cool because it lets me just fill up my project with, with sample data. And, and it, it has epics, features, tasks, uh, defects, uh, bugs, um, everything that I need to to run my project, charting, all that. Uh, so it's pretty cool. The only thing I noticed with it is when you go to install it, just like any other, uh, you know, uh, extension you put onto the homepage, 
uh, when, when you go to run it to create the actual data, it always threw me in error. It said soup, something went wrong. So the first time I deleted everything because it gives you the opportunity to wipe everything out and then nice. start over again. And so I did that. And then the second time it did it, and I said, I'm going to go look and see, you know, if there are any data out here, you know, and sure enough, it's all there. It all seems to work. So I, I, t I wrote them on their, um, on their blog in the comment section that, you know, this is the, what's happening and you may want to look at it, but uh, it appears the data sound. Um, at least from what I thought, it appears what I'm supposed to get, I, I, I have. So I, I can't say if there's anything missing or anything like that, but it, that's, that's a pretty cool widget. I like that one. Yeah. You know, I, I had a hard time like grokking that at first, like sample data widget. What, I, I don't understand. Yeah. You know, it took me a while until I read through it and realized exactly what you're saying about, it. oh yeah, it's, it's like, you know, the, um, the Keller VM, but a lot easier. Right, right, and, and not everybody uses the Keller VM, and and um, uh, so yeah, they want to show off VSTS because, uh, of course, you know the cloud stuff's really hot. Now, I always carry the Keller image with me just as my backup plan B because if there's no internet or not good internet access, I mean, I carry a hotspot too, so pretty well covered. But then I have the uh, Keller image that I can always fall back on if I have to. Um, so then that always has its data, which is a great. I love that image so. Cool. Other things um, I, I, I wanted to, to talk about is uh, there's this uh, Visual Studio extension <laughs> that they wrote just for me. Uh, Golan Varham wrote this, and it's a spell checker for the comments. When you're checking in code, there, there's now a spell checker for that. Oh, cool. So, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's good. That's actually good. Uh, yeah, really, because, yeah, I really suck at spelling. So, uh, and you have to sp play the spell checker game where you get it just close enough so you can right mouse click and get the real spelling. Yes. <laughs> uh. I thought I was the only one to do that. <laughs> um, so that's available. And, uh, I thought that's cool. Now he had, to, he had to jump through hoops to make it happen. There's a couple little things about loss focusing and, and, and dealing with that. But still, if, if you have, if you have, uh, spelling challenges with your commit messages, uh, this is the extension for you. Right on. That's great. Um, another one that I saw out there, um, it's, a, it's a set of extensions actually that, uh, a, a fellow MVP that we know, uh, Richard Fennell had created, and um, so this is his first pass at a group of extensions, and uh, one of them is generate release notes. So it, it uh, creates release notes based on the work items that have been associated with a particular build, which is all, which is pretty cool. I, I want to check that one out because I always tell folks when they're saying, you know, what's the importance of associating these things? I mean, uh, other than traceability and all that, I say, you know, you can use it as you know, the starting point for creating your release notes. So now he has this little extension that's going to help you do that. But the other one that I really liked was the Pester Test Runner. And I don't know if you heard of Pester, Greg, or not. Um, but not for the really. folks out there, it's unit testing for PowerShell. And it's pretty awesome. Um, hmm. And so now you can run Pester-based tests in build. In, in, in VSTS or TFS build with this extension, um, which is cool because, you know, up until now, how, how have you been basically unit testing your PowerShell? I mean, it's code and you need to unit test it, but up until now you haven't been able to until they came out with Pester. And that's very, fairly recent. And so now you can actually incorporate that into your build and run your Pester tests um, as part of your build, which I thought was cool. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Um Microsoft has also, they seem to have really gotten this open source religion. And we talk about the Team Explorer Everywhere uh, Eclipse extensions. Yep. Um, they've open sourced that as well. 
Oh, that's so that is now available. Yeah, it's now available out on GitHub. And uh, it's not even just the Eclipse. It's Team Explorer Everywhere source code. And it, oh, okay. And it's, <laughs> yeah, my brain's full today. Uh, the Team Explorer Everywhere source code is available. And Microsoft joined the Eclipse Foundation. Oh, so yeah. that's what those two together were. So yeah, you know, we're, we're getting, uh, uh, Linux, you know, user mode stuff on Windows. Microsoft is joining Eclipse. They're open sourcing the Xamarin runtime. Uh, they did a, um, Azure what, batch service that's available for Linux. They announced that today. It's a brave new world. Yeah, the new Microsoft. You know, that's, that's that's awesome, though. I mean, that, that gives people opportunities, you know, to do things that, that up until now they haven't had been able to do. I mean, the fact that, like they say, you give away Xamarin for free, folks that want to get into that mobile development space and don't want to learn Objective-C or some other language, can you want to use Xamarin, now have the opportunity. So you're opening it up to a broader audience, which is great. You know, and, and the fact that they're open sourcing some of this stuff, I'm just curious to see what's going to come down the pipe as, uh, you know, as people start to actually utilize this open source availability and see what they start building. I'd be interested. Right. <clears throat> That's cool. So anything else, Paul? Yeah. Got any other so, things you want so to talk about? There's a couple other things that I saw. One of them okay. was the branch visualization extension. Again, more extensions. Extensions are a hot <laughs> topic today, I guess. Um TFVC branch visualization extension, which was written by the ALM Rangers and posted by Willie P. Good old Willie P. And uh, he um, he put it out there, and it, there's a link in our show notes for it. And um, basically, it lets you visualize your branches in uh, TFVC, uh, which is really cool. So you can kind of dig into them and see visually what your branches look like, what the relationships are, <clears throat> things like that. So um, if you get a chance, go check it out. Now, there are some shortcomings with it, and they actually let you know that on the, on, on the blog post. Um, but the nice thing is is that they are accepting feedback. So if you find that you like the tool or you could find an enhancement for the tool, they'd probably gladly accept your feedback, and, you know, as long as it was kind feedback. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, let's see what happens with it. But I, I thought that was kind of cool. Another thing coming from the ALM Rangers is a post from Willie P. Uh, our first steps of embracing DevOps when building Visual Studio Team Service extensions. Speaking of extensions, uh, what, what actually struck my eye, this is a nice post talking about uh, they're moving to the DevOps for all these extensions that they're building from uh, with the Rangers. Uh, what I thought was interesting is Warder DeCourt and Mateus Gold were uh, critical paths for this exploration. And Warder we're going to have on the next show. Uh, Josh Garverick suggested we talk to him. We reached out and set him up. So we'll be uh, interviewing him or having him as a uh, guest host in a couple weeks. Oh, so awesome. I thought that was just, you know, really small world stuff. So Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you want to talk small world. I'm going to kind of go off on a beaten path here a second, not the beaten path here. But uh, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on PTO this week, you know, so I'm out in Virginia with my family, you know, we're visiting Williamsburg and all that great stuff out there. And it was really interesting. And uh, I'm sitting in a hotel bar and I'm working on my laptop and uh, I had an MVP sticker on my laptop. And this gentleman walks up to me and says, hey, are you an MVP? And I thought he was kind of had a few too many. He was kind of messing with me because it was kind of <laughs> late. It was kind of late, you know, and I thought and he's like, I'm like, well, yeah, I am. And he's like, oh, I'm involved in the Azure team. I'm like, whoa, really? So we started hitting it off. This guy was part of the Azure deep the Azure debugging uh, the template debugging. So ARM debugging oh. is available now. So you can debug your ARM templates. He was 
he led the team or was part of the team that actually wrote that feature. And we were talking about it. Two days later, it's released. How ironic uh, is that? <laughs> it was funny because I'm coming home on the plane last night and I'm, and I'm, and I'm just kind of perusing blog posts and, and seeing what's out there. And sure enough, here comes this thing up. Now debug your arm templates. Like, I was just talking to that guy. <laughs> so was, that, that was cool. I just had to go off on that tangent for a second. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're coming towards the end of the show. Now, Paul, we're going to do something different. I've got a voicemail that came in um, that I'm going to play. Uh, I may lose your audio. You should be able to hear it, but hopefully everybody else here will hear it. And uh, I, uh, the translation was, let's listen to the voicemail, and then I'll read you guys what the Google voicemail translated it as. I, I thought it was spam when it first came in, but uh, okay, let's listen okay, to okay, it. Okay, let's go. Hello, it's Julio uh, Yang here. Uh, hi, Greg and Martin. Uh, I just want to say that I heard uh, the episode 109 regarding the 10 years of TFS. And no, Greg, uh, you were not a fanboy side. And continue the good work and good luck, everyone. Ciao. Greg. Uh, <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for that voicemail. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And yeah, no, I was a fanboy. I was, yeah, I was gushing at that one, but the Google translation of this one, I'm going to read it. Hello. It's Julia Young Kai High Dragon Marketing. I just wanted to say I have that it is only 109 regarding the 10 years of kisses and no, Greg, you are not. <laughs> Family size and the good work and good luck, everyone. Cow. Don't get rid of that. No, keep that translation. In fact, we got to put it in the show notes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so as soon as I played it, it's all like, oh, okay. It, it really is a message. But uh, yeah, that gave me a good laugh. Oh, yeah, that, that's hilarious. I like that one. <laughs> Um, if you guys would like to uh, leave a voicemail message, leave it at one four two five two three three eight three seven nine. You can send us an email, radiotfs at outlook dot com, via Twitter at radiotfs. We're on Facebook as well as well slash um, radiotfs. And um, I think I think that's the show. What do you think, Paul? I think it's a show, man. This is a great time. Uh, Sure was, sure was. All right. Well, again, everybody, uh, Paul, thank you for being on. Mickey, thank you for being on for part of the show. And thank you all for listening to Radio TFS.